The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In the Corner with Tyler Peters. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man from across the pond, Tyler Peters. Hello and welcome to In the Corner with Tyler, a wrestling podcast that's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can listen to archived episodes on those streaming platforms. It's in association with In the Corner with the great Benny Mac on the SJP World Media Network. I'm going to be discussing Impact Wrestling, a recap of what transpired last week as it is building toward the emergence pay-per-view on Sunday, August the 27th, live on pay-per-view. Here are some of my quick highlights. We saw a video package spotlighting Deanna Perrazzo challenging Trinity for the Knockouts women's title. Speaking of emergence, the pay-per-view. As aforementioned, the Coven got involved in Perazzo's and Trinity's business. The Coven consists of Taylor Wilde and Kylene King, a very talented duo. Santino Morella made a tag team match where Trinity incidentally contacted Deanna. It helped the Coven get the victory. So it's very interesting to see how this all plays out when referencing not only the Coven, but Perazzo and Trinity. Remember, Trinity also spent time in the WWE. She was in the tag team with Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Money, or Monet, as some would say. And Deanna Perazzo is so talented. Technically, it's just a master inside the square circle. And the Coven, Taylor Wilde, has recently returned to Impact Wrestling. Kylene King, I've got to see her firsthand on the independent scene. She's been in NWA. She is just truly incredible at what she's able to do also in the square circle. We also get an update on Bully Ray, Brian Myers, and Moose. They want the X Division champion, Leah Rush, to join their team to align with them. Can Rush actually trust Bully Ray's faction? And I must say, Bully Ray just keeps reinventing himself. I've always been a huge supporter of the Hall of Famer and member of Team 3D. I mean, the nostalgia, the memories just keep flooding back in when we're discussing Bully Ray. And I've always been high when we're speaking of Brian Myers and Moose. And Leo Rush is so versatile. It's uh, good to see him be X Division champion. Recently was with AEW, also spent time in the WWE. It's uh, nice to see how the journey's coming full circle in a lot of ways. Additional video footage depicts the Rascals cheating to advance in a tag team tournament. So just a lot of moving parts. So I've got to be honest with the audience, the listeners. It's been a long time since I've got to check out and recap some Impact Wrestling. I started getting into Impact back when it was TNA, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, in its earlier versions on Spot TV and before. 
So that's how far back my fandom goes when uh, having a conversation about Impact Wrestling. So a lot of just compelling storylines going into this episode that help remind the audience, the spectators, of what exactly is going on, occurring in other words. And also, big news regarding Impact and New Japan Pro Wrestling. They present Multiverse United 2 from the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia on Sunday, August the 20th, this upcoming weekend as I'm recording the podcast. And Emergence, like I've said before, is going to be that following Sunday on August the 27th in Toronto via pay-per-view. I think you can also stream it on FOT TV. But let's continue with the progression of this episode of Impact, shall we? We see the first round tag team number one contender tournament featuring ABC. That would be Bullet Club, the team of Chris Bay and Ace Austin versus Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan. Bay against Swan was fascinating to view. Ace Austin and his tag team partner were simply sensational. I actually typed it up in my notes as I was recapping Impact. Callahan embodies a different breed of wrestler. He's coming for more of the hardcore presentation. Improvised combination theme procedures recurred during this just thrilling opening matchup. The team of the good hands interfered, and this allowed Swan and Callahan to defeat ABC. That would be Chris Bay and Ace Austin representing the Bullet Club. Next, we see the Coven. Taylor Wilde and Colin King approach the director of authority, Santino Morella. Remember, he had the sock puppet back in WWE, but he, his career has so much more depth when you go back and research Morella's body of work in pro wrestling. So it's nice to see him reemerge in a sense, similar to a Bully Ray, a PCO, and we're going to have more of a detailed conversation in the coming weeks as I'm recording more content for the In the Corner podcast, especially as it pertains to my solo venture here when speaking of Impact Wrestling, to clarify with our listeners. We see Rosemary and Jessica Havoc. They stay their case. It's all in telling the knockouts women's tag team titles, and I hope I got that correct. Like I've stated before, I'm having to relearn Impact Wrestling, its current incarnation, if you will. But it's all about the knockouts tag team titles for the women's division. And currently, those champions are Masha Slamovic and Killer Kelly, and I hope I get the pronunciations correct. They will fight anybody. I'm paraphrasing a lot of the promos and backstage segments. I mean, it was just, it kept you engaged. You were focused. You were interested in what these wrestlers were doing. Uh, so a lot of props go to Impact Wrestling. Put respect on their name, if I can borrow the uh, term there. And then we see a match between Gujar, and I hope I'm saying that right. He's from India. I'm not even going to dare try to, to say the first name, but he took on Dirty Dango with Alpha Bravo. And Dirty Dango used to be Fandango. Maybe it's Fandango. I've, I've heard it said multiple ways. But this was a uh, very riveting match. 
Dango apparently does not like pro wrestling, coming more from the sports entertainment approach like WWE. So he's bringing that kind of attitude into Impact Wrestling. But Guchar showed consistent progress as Dirty Dango weathered his opponent's rally. And Alpha Bravo assists Dango. He's a distraction. And we all know Dirty Dango still loves wrestling as Dango would get the victory. But Jake, something comes out. He's tired of all this running down of professional wrestling, something he's worked hard for, he loves. So he takes umbrage with what Dirty Dango is stating. Jake loves wrestling, and he can make Dirty Dango leave if he wants to. Dango tried ambushing Jake using Alpha Bravo once again as that distraction, but an elbow uh, solved Jake something's problems and sent Dirty Dango crashing down to the canvas of the ring. Cody Diener with Khan present a demented vignette. And I want to compliment Impact Wrestling on the character development. It may not always be my cup of tea, or in my case, a cup of coffee, but I do enjoy these compelling story arcs as it relates to what Impact Wrestling is wanting to accomplish here. And whether I liked or was fond of what Cody Diener and Khan were doing, it still drew me in. So a job well executed and well done. Eric Young is the target. He's their topic. As Eric Young betrayed them, it goes back to the group's origin. And their name is The Design when uh, discussing the group. It seems interesting yet bizarre in the same use of the terms, or pardon me, the terminology. I'll even have to edit myself a little bit. And then we move along into the program. The number one contender for the Impact World Champion is Johnny Swinger. You know, we're just referencing Bully Ray, PCO, and so many of these other legends and veterans that are reestablishing themselves. And they don't have to, but they are. Johnny Swinger, I can recall him and recollect his matches back in WCW, World Championship Wrestling. And to see how he's re-energized his career, it's just, it's a feel-good story when uh, talking about Mr. Johnny Swinger. But Kenny King is the media champion, from what I gather, for Impact Wrestling. He's quick to interrupt and insult the uh, veteran Johnny Swinger. And it w- will be that Johnny Swinger is the number one contender to the world champion, Alex Shelley. That would have helped if I would have said it. I'm kind of laughing as I'm going by my notes. And I'm trying not to, but hey, it's a good reference. I'm going to be very transparent with all of you. It's just a good roadmap, if nothing else. But yeah, Alex Shelley, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns. He is just doing just a tremendous job. I love what Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, whether they're together or they're doing it as a singles competitor, they're just doing wonders for the Impact Wrestling brand. It's good to see them still associated with Impact Wrestling at that. But... Our next match is a women's contest featuring Alicia Edwards with Eddie Edwards, her real-life husband, versus the talented and uniquely skilled, I'm trying to think of the, the words to describe Jody Threat. It's Alicia Edwards 
against against Jody Threat. I'll say it again, so in case I didn't get it out. It's a little bit uncensored, as you can tell, just like the regular in the corner podcast is. Alicia sees out of position techniques that kind of borrowed from commentary. They they do such a masterful uh, job at explaining. You know, they've got to be storytellers. You know, inherently, just like the the talent that's in the ring and featured in the backstage segments or during interview spots, Alicia uh, knows how to turn up her offensive volume. And Jody Threat posed dangerously, and Eddie Edwards nailed Threat circa a kendo stick. And Frankie Kazarian, they've had their issues. He comes out to attack Eddie Edwards and cost Alicia, or maybe it's Alicia. I, I've said it so many different ways, just, you know, relaying it to you. It, it, so forgive me if they're actually going to hear this. And, you know, it'd be great if if they do, but I, I highly doubt it. I say this to say that it costs her the match because Arian accidentally hit uh, Alicia Edwards with the kendo stick. So I, I'm just once again fascinated to where this is going to go between Kazarian and Edwards. We all know this goes back to the last pay-per-view and, and what happened with uh, Frankie Kazarian's uh, real-life wife and former knockout. I believe her, her name is Tracy Brooks, if I recall. And I should have put it in my notes. That would have helped, right? Duh, Tyler, come on. I'll add a little comedy, some uh, comedic elements. And then we get a nice video package of Deanna Perrazzo addressing Colleen King, who will be her next challenge regarding next week's edition of Impact Wrestling. Also, Deanna Perrazzo is making headlines for throwing out the gauntlet to talent from stardom, from the famous Japanese women's wrestling promotions. So it's more that crossover with a lot of the Japanese outfits, whether it be New Japan Pro Wrestling or Stardom. So uh, for those fans and for the audience that's going to cross over with Impact, that is very exciting. And uh, I'm even intrigued myself. Next, we get a match with Speedball Mike Bailey taking on Kushida. That's a name that's familiar. Mike Bailey's made the rounds. He's became very prominent as of late in the world of professional wrestling, whether on the independent scene and equally the professional scene additionally. Kishida went low correctly. The match was technically satisfying at moments. I mean, I think a lot of people, if they preferred high-flying spots, it denoted as such with a lot of the high-risk movements. Kishida manipulates ligaments, and I think Kishida's hoverboard lock looks painfully cool. I try to be a little different with my slang there. Try to stay hip and cool. I don't know if uh, that correlated or worked right then, but hey, sometimes you try things and you find out they don't work as good as you would desire them to. Anyways, Kushida sent Bailey back to the future was the name of the maneuver for the victory. And I, I will say, Speedball Mike Bailey, so unorthodox, innovative, much like a Kushida, even though both you can draw a lot of contrast to, but just a. Fantastic match between the, the two. Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Kushida are who I'm referencing. Earlier, we saw Tom Hannafin, who formerly was, I think, Tom Phillips in the WWE. I, I wanted to say Todd, but somebody can help me out. I think it was Tom Phillips. 
But Tom Hannafin with Impact interviewed Crazy Steve. We get more character development, which I think is important in wrestling storylines. We see it in all various forms of entertainment. He needs Tom's assistance, meaning help. His friends create an abandoned feeling. He just feels abandoned. Uh, it's a priority for Impact to uh, get these stories conveyed to us, the fans, their audience, as they should. Crazy Steve reveals he's legally blind, adding some credibility, some of the believability I'm trying to rhyme here, and realism to the story. And then we see video package of subculture, Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, and Danny Luna, who accompanies them. Their history goes back to NXT UK when it was a brand and also the regular NXT. I believe they were there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I was a big fan of those guys then and, and her as well. Speaking of Danny Luna, taking nothing away from her. That's why I wanted to add she, you know, pronouns, pal. Uh, but, you know, they defended the Impact World Titles at an independent show, we, we saw the video footage. They will remain the champs. It was a, a pretty cool matchup from the highlights they showed on Impact Wrestling. But, yeah, they, these guys are just, they're awesome. I'm so happy for them and, and for Danny as well, uh, the, the whole package, subculture. And what a just neat name. But, yeah, going back to NXT UK, the United Kingdom, it, they were just tremendous. Uh, were and still are. Past, present tense. We're going back to English class all of a sudden with subculture. Now, I'm kind of moving on a little bit. Uh, we, we're going to get Eric Young versus Khan and a lot more next week. Sonata will make an appearance. Maybe he'll even have a match at Emergence. More of the New Japan collaboration. It's nothing new. Impact and New Japan have worked together. They have tag teamed, and I, I think it's a, a wonderful thing. But from what I understand and have read, Sonata may even be injured. So he's worked through it. He, he's tough, like a lot of the, the talent, men and women. They have to work through injuries, a lot of the athletes, and a lot of other sports and forms of entertainment. So we're going to get a lot uh, related to next week's episode of Impact. Once again, it keeps building toward emergence. And we've still got the, the uh, collaborative show with New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact coming up this weekend. And uh, let's get to the main event. The six-man tag team match featured Moose, Brian Myers, and Bully Ray versus Black. I want to say this name is Taurus. I want to say Taurus, but it's actually Taurus. It, it took me a little bit to think about it. Uh, i got to be transparent with everyone, including myself, naturally. And Laredo Kid and Samurai Del Sol. But Leo Rush apparently showed his true colors. He attacked Samurai Del Sol before the match as uh, cameras went backstage. So it appears that the invitation from Moose seems valid. Maybe the X Division champion, Leo Rush, is going to align with uh, Bully Ray, Brian Myers, and Moose and help make that team even stronger. And I thought they were already pretty incredible, if you ask me. And then Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, Josh Alexander has returned, and Kushida all watch backstage. They are all part of a team going in, going in, excuse me, to emergence, trying to speak English. It's hard even for a guy that, that should know how to speak it. 
Evidently, I'll make fun of myself. Laredo Kid uses abruptness, meaning quickness, versus moose, the bigger, stronger, powerful, but probably even quick on his feet is moose. Uh, I mean, what a just great athlete when you're uh, depicting moose and his attributes and, and methods. Uh, Bully Ray, he's resourceful. He We talked about reinventing himself. He gets the psychology. Uh, Black Taroos went back down from the Hall of Famer. Give him credit. Uh, Myers, Bully, and Moose take advantage, though, of this two-on-three situation with uh, Samurai Del Sol being taken out by Leah Rush previously, just moments ago. And it would be, you know, taking advantage of the referee being knocked out. Let me go back to that point. Got a little sidetracked. Pardon me. Bully Ray attempts to rip the mask off of Laredo Kid until all of a sudden the lights fade to black. PCO comes out of nowhere. He saves Laredo Kid. You know, the Lucha mask is steeped in a lot of history and uh, Mexican heritage as far as the Lucha Libre style of wrestling and presentation. I miss Mike Tenay. I need Mike Tenay right now. That's what I loved about WCW Monday Nitro as Mike Tenay could explain the Japanese culture, the Mexican culture, you know, the American culture, whatever you needed. He was great at providing the historical color commentary. And I thought he did a great job being the play-by-play guy for Impact Wrestling with uh, the late, great Don West. What what a team they made. But I, I remember the, the Nitro days uh, of hearing Mike Tenay and, and getting to actually see him. And, and just the way he could break it down, he would interview a lot of the luchadors. It was just phenomenal. AJ Styles would be proud. There you go. And PCO would give chase to Bully Ray, another guy that's just, you know, rejuvenated his career. Is PCO. Black Tarus and Laredo Kid almost won because PCO prior took out Brian Myers and Moose after chasing uh, Bully Ray and the expression before. Uh, when PCO first appeared after the lights came back on that Bully Ray had when going back to his his demeanor was just off the charts. I mean, Bully Ray sold it, and uh, it was great. Myers, though, would pin Laredo Kid to give his team the win, but Bully Ray still in disbelief. He departs via a car as PCO is just livid. But we all know there's going to be a continuation next week going into the emergence pay-per-view. But that has done it. I mean, I was even taking my time. I was excited and still got through it pretty fast. And, uh, hey, the more this show evolves, I want to apologize in advance. This week is a little bit busier than other weeks, and that's going to happen. It's life. Uh, so there will not be an NXT AEW review uh, but there will be next week, and I, I think I'm going to add Impact with that. But I wanted to do a special uh, new episode featuring Impact and kind of dedicate it to one brand, at least this time. So thank you for joining me and listening to me and putting up with me. More importantly, there's a lot of me's in there, but it's all about you all because we're nothing without your support. If nothing else, support the great Benny Mac and his In the Corner program and the great side power and SJP World Media Network and all those fantastic shows. And I would love your support for this show, In the Corner with Tyler. I'm going solo, but sometimes I've got to make the tag to Benny or Cy or whoever else. 
and I can't wait to see where this goes. It's just going to keep getting better and better. I'm going to try to correct my mistakes and get better, but I hope you you join me for the ride. If you like Impact, if you like NXT, if you like AEW, if you like WWE, maybe you like it all. That's okay. It's cool with me. I'm trying to stay positive, but I'll critique the more I get educated on Impact Wrestling. I've had to get re-educated with WWE over the years. There's that period of time where even though I'm a fan of wrestling, I don't always catch everything. And that's true even today. So a lot of times I'll rely on you all. So, yeah, hey, give me your feedback, your comments. You can help me out in case I I messed up a name or didn't get a match correct. Hey, that's going to happen. We're live as I'm recording it, pal. But the edited version helps me out. But I've already went too lengthy. But I wanted to express my gratitude. And I hope you enjoyed this review of Impact. Hey, there's going to be spoilers. So I also want to make sure that you know that in case you didn't watch Impact. So you may not want to listen to this till at least afterwards. Uh, yeah, but please still listen. Uh, did I seem desperate? But I am Tyler Peters, the host uh, from over here in the UK, from across the other direction of the pond. Did I even get my history and geography correct? I need to go back to class, to school in general, and maybe to a wrestling school. No, you don't want to see that. That would be a a scary image. But I'll tell you what is fun, though, is recapping some impact wrestling. I'm just having a blast. I'm having a good time, and it's been loads of fun so far. It's just my second episode, but I hope I've made an impact, pardon the pun, because we reviewed some impact wrestling. It's time to put some respect back into Impact Wrestling by recapping it and giving them their just due. Peace out. Until the next time, farewell. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.